Welcome to the Outdoor Ed Podcast, episode four. Each week, we're going to be talking about a new team challenge, problem-solving activity, group discussion topic, or review model, which is going to be perfect for you to provide directly to your students. They are designed to be short and sweet, so they're the perfect way to start your students' day. They've also been tailored to include learning outcomes such as personal growth and social skills. This week's podcast is focusing on a team challenge called The Tower. Now, the objective for this challenge is short and easy to remember. Your students must work together either in pairs or small groups, no more than four or five, to build themselves the tallest tower they possibly can, only using items that they have brought into school. So there are three rules to go along with the objective. Rule number one is the tower must be freestanding. So it can't have any support from the students, nor can it have any support from tables, chairs or walls. The second rule, the tower must remain standing for 15 seconds without any form of support for it to count, for it to be eligible for the competition. If things do fall off of it, just measure up to where its new height is and that will be the height which gets added into the competition. The third and final rule is that the tower can only be made out of items that the team have brought with them. So they can't start using tables, chairs, school, uh, the school's resources, any of that kind of stuff is a no-go. They can only use the items that they have brought in with them. Now, there's a bit of um, adaptations here. There's a few adaptations because if you have a early years class to kind of year four and they've got slightly less developed fine motor skills than the older classes, you might want to let them use anything they've brought with them. So a rucksack, PE kit, football boots, footballs, pencil cases, the whole lot. Because they're large items, they'll be able to stack on top of each other, slightly easier for them to move around and balance. And also they get that instant... Um, feedback of the tower building and gaining height very quickly. If you've got an older class though, they tend to bring in a lot more stuff. So the rucksacks tend to be filled with heavy books. Um, They tend to have lots more PE kits, blazers, football boots, the lot. So we don't want to uh, build something which potentially could fall over and hurt someone or damage someone's stuff. So for the older groups, you might want to get them only to use stationary items. This will make the challenge a little bit harder because you do need slightly more developed fine motor skills. It's a bit more fiddly, a bit more fragile when it comes to just stuff in your pencil case, the stationary items. Uh, But it is a brilliant way of increasing the difficulty for people that you reckon are going to build up a tower really, really quickly and get bored. Now, these activities are only meant to be five or ten minutes long. Depending on your group, you can make it a little bit longer or a little bit shorter uh, to kind of gauge 
their attention spans and if you depending on how your day layout is if you're tight on time and you can make it shorter if you've got more time you can make it a little bit longer but i would split your delivery down into three sections section number one would be the planning phase so give each group two three minutes to plan but they're not allowed to touch any of their items whatsoever. So they have to sit there, they have to talk, they have to come up with a plan, they can't touch any of their items, and this means that they're going to use this time to almost go back, remember, what have I got in my pencil case? Okay, what can we use for this? Okay, past experiences, what's your idea? What's my idea? And have a bit of a collaborative effort of coming up with a design and a method to build it. Then you're going to move on to the next section and the next section's all about the actual activity so doing the activity itself for building time and again four or five minutes to be able to uh, three four minutes to be able to build it um, that is perfect you are going to need about a minute to go around and measure everybody's tower so you will need something to measure it either a meter long ruler stick which i know a lot of classrooms have or it can be um, just a general stand next to it. Where does it come up on your leg? Put a piece of tape across it. Move on to the next ones. Who's goes higher? Who's got the highest piece of tape? Um, or you could use a tape measure. So you've got an exact measurement. Up to you. One last thing I want to say about the delivery section, the actual doing section, is if you have started the task and all of a sudden you're seeing one group kind of disappear into the lead or the other way around could be that you have someone who has a very dominant personality in a group and is almost taking over the entire session not letting anyone else have a go and being a very kind of overpowering figure well there's a really good way of making it challenging and more inclusive to the group and that's by getting your participants to only use one hand. This suddenly means that the person who's being more dominant can't start building by themselves because a lot of this building um, time is going to be used trying to balance items on top of one another and if someone's not stabilizing it someone can't be balancing. So it instantly gets more people involved. It also slows down the practice uh, or the progress of groups who are running ahead, people who are leaving the others in the dust. So it's a really good way of adding an extra little bit of challenge while uh, being able to keep it nice and simple for another group if they if they don't need that level of challenge. Now, the reason why you're listening to the podcast or checking out this on our website is because that you know teamwork is a crucial life skill. By providing your students with an opportunity to take part in these simple team challenges once a week means that you're equipping them with essential skills for future success. So we've tried our best to design these so they are quick, easy and funny and help foster effective communication and collaboration. But the activity is only as good as the review. 
Because if you don't review this, if you skip this the review section completely, well, you've just done a fun game with your students. They will not be able to recognise, or not all of them will be able to recognise, the skills that you've asked them to use and to develop. So you need to bring that to their attention. You need to draw that to the forefront of their mind so they can go, actually, yes, next time we have one of these challenges, we've recognised something that I want to change in either my communication, delivery or behaviour so that I can be a more effective team member. And so we have to review our sessions. It's a really fundamental part. Now, I'm a big fan of a group discussion. There's many reasons behind this, but the main one is that as you are developing your review scale skill set as a teacher, it's a fun and effective and easy way to reflect on the session because as the outdoor provider, it is a little bit easier to be able to provide sessions, the meat of the content, the activity um, and the challenge, but trying to draw the learning out, that can be incredibly difficult. You will slowly get better and better. And the best way to develop your skill set is by hosting these group discussions. A couple of things that you'll notice immediately is that you need to become good and comfortable at holding the silence because there will be quiet points that you're going to have to become comfortable with. You can't start talking and filling in the blank spots because otherwise your students will sit there and expect you to fill in the quiet bits. And you want them to fill in the quiet bits. You want them to come out and start sharing their ideas. The other reasons why I like a group discussion is if we start delivering this, especially early in the academic journey, so kind of year three, year four, if we start doing group discussions, well, then people become really comfortable with public speaking without even realising it. Something that made stuck out in my head when I was at school, we had to do a public speaking piece in English where we had to stand up and say something that we really disliked and why and something that we really, really liked and why. And I remember being absolutely terrified of standing up and being the only voice in a classroom. But it wasn't until I started becoming more and more comfortable sharing my ideas, asking other people in smaller groups, building up to kind of groups of 30 and 40 people. And then I realised that actually my public speaking skills have increased because I've become better and better at being able to ask questions and be confident about um, asking questions and know that not everybody has the answer and there's probably many people like myself that don't have the answer and there's many people that do so let's share that knowledge by questioning and answering the other reason why I really like a group discussion is it it gives you a chance to or your students to recognize that not everybody thinks and processes the same information the same way. 
So even though that everybody in the same classroom would have got the exact same brief at the exact same time, at the same tempo, in the same volume, um, delivered and given the same time to provide that activity, not everybody would have used the same information and process, processed it the same way, which is a really useful tool because suddenly you can recognize you can recognize in other people that if i change my language how i am develop how i am structuring my sentences um to a certain person i can change how effective my language is to that person which becomes an incredible skill because now you're starting to be able to make your communication more efficient uh, efficient person to person and person to group which is a brilliant skill to start developing but if we were going to start focusing on some review points that you might want to try and draw out of the group from the task the challenge uh, the the tower challenge there's three that pop to my head straight away that you're going to be able to use and they're going to be brilliant uh, conversation topics. The first one would be being re- being resourceful. Sometimes we must overcome challenges which we are not always prepared for and it forces us to think on our feet and do some dynamic planning. And the more we get introduced to challenges like this, the more exposure we have to opportunities for dynamic challenging, the better we'll become at problem solving and utilising whatever resources we had. So this challenge in particular, students needed to take note of not just their items, but all their team members' items as well, because they're their building materials. They needed to present an idea that they've formulated from past experiences and present that to the team. And then they need to use their team's past experiences and ideas to come up with a a good design and b a method of building which is going to be time efficient and is going to be uh, safe enough that you're not going to have to rebuild over and over again. So it needs to be fairly durable as well. As well as resourceful, the second thing that pops into my head is leadership. And now this is a really interesting group discussion topic because you can spend ages talking about what makes a good leader. So a simple question you can ask your group is what values does a leader need to have? And did you once you've you've listed those out, did you at any point display any of those values? Did you display any of the polar opposite of those values? Is there something that you'll be able to make a mental note for next time if you're in a similar situation which has time restrictions, forces you to communicate and uh, collaborate with others? Is there stuff that you can do to make sure that you are being a good and fair leader and supporting the rest of your group? It's a brilliant review point leadership. But my final one, which would be a a nice little key point to reflect upon would be time management. And it's something that 
personally, I am terrible at time management. And it's something that I have to be, I have to make a real conscious effort for my time management. And so if we can start installing these skills now and recognising them now, it will help them in the future. So asking questions like, did anyone in the team, was their duty or their role um, in charge of keeping track of time? Were there, was there someone who's going, right, we have four minutes left of our build time, we have three minutes left of our build time, or were they relying on you as the teacher? Was there some people who were going, oh, if we had an extra four or five minutes, we'd done really, really well there. And it's like, brilliant, okay, how? What would you have done differently in those four minutes, which would have got you into a better start, better stage? So there's loads of great and useful and key places, uh, points there that we can review upon and reflect upon, which suddenly transforms our fun game into a meaningful outdoor activity. And they can be delivered, this can be delivered over one five minutes, uh, five or ten minute session. It could be delivered over a couple of days so you can see if they get better and better and better each day. But the reflection is the most important part of this activity. My name's Dan Pritchard from the Outdoor Ed School. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you want other great resources, all you've got to do is click on the follow button on this podcast so you don't miss any episodes or head over to our website, which is www.theoutdooredschool.co.uk and you'll be able to find loads of videos, printable resources, loads more episodes of this podcast, but also gain online and over the phone free support. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.